everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the, the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Hopping, what's new? How you feeling? You know, I feel great. Because <laughs> I finally had time for myself. What? <laughs> like, no, seriously. I cannot remember one weekend of any of these months since probably the summer since I actually had a weekend just to just yeah. decompress self-care yeah I had a whole little at-home spa day okay you fancy got my nails done my Ooh. hair done skin glowing okay. shaved everything you know I've <laughs> <laughs> been neglecting you know <laughs> but yeah so I feel like rejuvenated refreshed refocused That's what's cool. up with you so this past weekend um was homecoming um, and so I went to the homecoming party, which was a lot of fun. Um, surprisingly, I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm exhausted because I have been going hard pretty much the last month, month and a half, just because uh, my birthday was the weekend before last, so I had to go hard for that. <laughs> and then it was Halloween, so we went yep. extra hard for that. <laughs> and I just kind of had a lot going on. And then the second part of the weekend, I, um, I rested. My parents came into town. We hung out. My mama folded my clothes, washed my clothes. Don't you love that? They took me out to eat. They spoiled <laughs> me. They talked mess to me, and they loved me. That's great. You know, it was a win-win. So, but yep. you know what? I'm happy that we're back recording. We've been on a little hiatus. Hey. It's been a minute. Yes. Since we've been here, but it's cool. We but back. We, we black by popular <laughs> demand. Okay. <laughs> No, so let's get into it. So y'all know we always got to have a dating and relationship discussion, Uh-oh. okay? So what has been on my heart lately, <laughs> my spirit, is <clears throat> timetables. Now let me explain. Okay. Probably didn't say that right, but timetables meaning, ladies, can you put a time frame on a dating relationship? So example, can you put a time frame on your man about when he needs to propose to you? Because I did see this meme on social media that says, it literally said, and I quote, if he doesn't propose to you in two years, throw the whole man away. Now, what do you think about that, Shelby? So here's the thing. <laughs> so I feel like, okay, so I'll... The overall answer is no. I don't feel like you can put timetables on what a man is going to do. The only timetable that you can put is on yourself. Preach. You know what I mean? Yes. So, first and foremost, one thing that I have learned is that you cannot make a man do anything that he does not want to do and he is not committed to doing. Second of all, you shouldn't have to make a real man, M-A-N, all capital letters, do anything that he is supposed to do. Yes. You know what I mean? I feel like marriage is natural. Yes. Monogamy is natural. Commitment is natural. Setting goals together is natural for a man. A boy is not going to do all those other things. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as timetables for you personally, like at the end of the day, you know that if you're sitting up here, quote, talking to somebody and different things like that, and you're just talking and conversing and texting and chilling and stuff for a course of months with no type of commitment, yeah, you need to put a timetable on that, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. Let's say, you know, and this is just me personally, like, if that's happening to me and nothing's occurring and I see that nothing's occurring, like, I'm going to cut it off because you wasted my time and I don't have time to waste my time. Yes. I t- that was so good. Like, I don't even think I can say nothing about that. But I do agree the timetable should be on yourself and what that comes with having standards. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of women, they get pressured 
yeah. into, well, if he isn't proposing to me in two years, then what are we doing? Yeah. But, of course, you should be on the same page and you should be dating with a purpose. If you yeah. are really looking for somebody to be your life partner, your husband, of course. Yeah. But, honestly, you have to just give all of that fantasy in your head up to God, honestly. Yeah. My longest relationship was six years, okay? And I did tell him, I said, look, I'm not going to be your girlfriend for 10 years. However, back when we first started dating, I was not ready in two years to be married to him. And he yeah. wasn't ready to be married either. Yeah. So now that I look back, if he had have proposed to me in those first two years, cut to now, I would be in a not so good situation. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want? Do you want to just hurry up and be engaged so you can say that you're um, going to be married to somebody? Or are you going to make sure that it's right? Yeah. That you're with the right person? Yeah. Because you can never force a time on anything in your life, especially if you're really just going with the flow. Like you say, yeah. it should just happen naturally. Yeah. So stop putting timetables on people. And and that throw the whole man away. Like you could throw a really good, good man, man away. away. Yes, you could. And, and then you're going to be looking stupid. Because like if you throw the man away at two years and then you get with somebody else, that's two more years. You should have just stayed with the man you had. You got to retrain them. I mean. So why <laughs> do you think, why do you think women in particular, or why do you think people feel like, they have to put a time frame on dating relationships. Do you think it's like um, society pressure, internal pressure, um, internal um, clocks? Like, why? I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's, especially the older you get, definitely internal clock. Like, especially if you want to have children, they say, well, your clock is ticking type yeah. of thing. But however, like I said, if God wants that to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. However... I also think that it's pressures from social media because you always see these memes and this is what he should do and buy this book that tells you how to get a man. Like all that stuff is pressured on you. And then it's also people seek that validation. Like, I don't have a man. So, but you shouldn't put your validation in having a man or having a fiance or I'm not married because I'm yeah. 35. Who cares? Do you want to be married and miserable? Ooh. Or do you want to just wait for that right person for you? So and what do you think? like you said I think it's a combination of all those things I know people that are in relationships are miserable and I know people that are single and wish that you know they had people but I've also known people that have gotten married super quick and divorced super quick mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people see things that people put on tv and they see yeah. the happiest parts that people put on social media mm -hmm. and they see the happiest things of what their parents or their family members emit but they don't see all the hard work time and dedication anytime yes. like i listen to podcasts <clears throat> or listen to people that have been married for 20 plus years or 30 50 60 however many years they talk about how hard it was and how they had to overcome things and i think when we when people put time frames on dating to get married and have a marriage and have this family, mm -hmm. they're just thinking about the wedding. They're exactly. not thinking about everything else that mm -hmm. comes after that. Like mm -hmm. when I date somebody now or I talk to somebody, like I don't tell them that because I'm not going to scare them off like that. But internally, I'm like, okay, like does this person, you know, allow with my values, my standards? Are they going to be somebody that if I had a child, well, like, would I want that? Would I want my child to have their qualities? Would I be proud that they? Um, took some of their father's qualities. Like, are they going to be a good dad? Is he going to support me? If I get sick, is he going to stand by me? Like, is he going to ride? Like, I think about things that are way in the future, but that are important. But I think when people think about, you know, putting a time frame to get mm -hmm. married, they don't think about, they think about the wedding. They think about the dress and the bridesmaid yes. and the honeymoon. That's cute. It's going to die. <laughs> but <laughs> like, what about the stuff that really matters? Exactly. Like, what about the substance of the relationship? I totally agree. And for, for my personality... I am very cautious of people, period. 
So two yeah. years, in my opinion, is real soon. Because I need to see what that man looks like angry. I need to see what he looks like when I'm angry. I need to, like, I'm not going to just be worried about what color, what's your favorite color, what's your favorite sports team. No, what is your mom like? Do you do you know your dad? Is he in your life? Is How is your brothers, your sisters? How is your friends? Do you, are you, go, do you go to church? Do you believe in Jesus? Like, all that kind of stuff, that yeah. stuff is the things that, are the things that matter. In two years, I feel like you don't, you you're just at the infatuation stage still honestly so once you get past that infatuation and just the honeymoon and all of that then what because yeah. you're gonna have plenty of years but that man get on your nerves so <laughs> but you know I, okay so i get what you're saying and i agree to a certain extent but i kind of disagree only because i feel like it depends on where you are in your life like you know we're really young so i feel like we can take longer to figure it out you know what i mean and get to know a person Versus somebody, for instance, that's in their 40s or their 50s, like more than likely they're going to know exactly what they want and Mm -hmm. need. So it may not take the full two years. And I feel like somebody, I don't know, I'm a hopeless romantic, but I feel like sometimes deep down, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you know and you feel like God has told you and God has told you, like, you don't have to wait two years. And I feel like you should be on the same page with the man. You can't just be like always trying to have these conversations about when are we going to get married? When are we going to get married? You should be on the same page, period. If you have yeah. to keep revisiting those conversations, then something is not connected. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I just don't like when people put that pressure on themselves and then they get all disappointed when two years pass and then... You mad? You mad because he ain't put a ring on it yet, but then you could really be destroying an actually good relationship with this person. Yeah, and I feel like at the end of the day, as long as y'all have had open conversations and he's doing everything that he said that he was going to do, I feel like you don't have anything to worry about. But I feel like if y'all have those conversations and he is being contradictory to everything that he said that he is going to do, run, sis. Please run. (laughs) Track shoes. Pack up your bags and leave. Like, I think that's when you have to put the timetable on yourself to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? This is not what I want. Mm-hmm. He's not living up to his side of the, the of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to exit out of this equation. Yes, and, and that and I feel like we have to put the timetable on ourselves. We can't put it on another person. Yeah, exactly. And that's so hard to do to actually get up and leave something that you thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. That was some good um, preaching we just did. Like I felt that in my soul. <laughs> So let's move on. So um, next, we're going to talk about the journey of how our how building our brand has been going for us. We have passed the one year mark, and so Woo-hoo! we just like sharing what we encounter and all of that. So the topic is friendship versus a business partnership. So basically, can you go into business with your friend? And if you do, what are the pros and cons of it. Yeah. So what have we learned about that? So here's the thing. When I didn't tell Erica this, but before, so when we decided to do our blog, I was really, I I was really excited to do it, but I was really scared because Erica and I are really good friends. We do a lot of things together. I text Erica pretty much every day. I send her dumb memes every single day. Um, we FaceTime, we travel together. We're friends. She's one of the people that I call you know, if I'm upset or if I have to tell her something that's funny. So to, so I was really nervous to go, to create something and go into business with her because she's my friend that's kind of turned into family. So I was really apprehensive. That is so nice. But I will say when we decided to go into business, I was at peace about it. I wasn't 
I didn't have turmoil about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like you can do it, but you can't do it with everybody. Like you have to make sure that you're on the same page. And I think one of the things that worked for us is that we sat down and Erica told me what she wants to do out of life, what she wants to get out of this, what she wants to do. I told her what I wanted to get out of it and what I wanted to do. And together we created all things Melnet. And from there, we've always listened to each other. We've always, you know, taken the other person's opinion into account. And we've always worked as a team. I think it can work, but you have to be very careful. Like, I have some friends that are amazing that I can never do business with, ever. Yeah, same. And I remember when before we even started this, we were just, as friends, going to brunches and those kind of networking things. We didn't even have our whole brand started at all and I just felt it like in my spirit I told you I said we yeah. are supposed to do something together like on the way to your uber ride I was like <laughs> Shelby I feel like we're supposed to do something together and she was like I do too and I at that moment I didn't know what it was I had not a not an idea right so we got together and we created that idea so I feel like it is God ordained for us to do it just yeah. because of how we even connected as friends anyways. Yeah. Cause like I said earlier on the first segment, I don't, I'm cautious of people. I don't she just really be is. all in everybody's face and I don't trust a lot of people like that. So anyway, for us to have surpassed a year yeah, and to still maintain our friendship and our business partnership. Yeah. Like I think it's a blessing because yeah. a lot of times you we we are each other's accountability partner. Yeah. We are we do hold each other responsible for certain things and yeah. I feel like that's important. I feel like if I was doing this by myself, I probably would have quit. Cuz oh, yeah, it's, it's so hard to stay focused and stay motivated if you don't have that other person there to like keep you going and and stuff like that so you're right I have other friends that I just love them but I just know that <laughs> yeah the kind of work ethic that I have I <laughs> I'm not sure that <laughs> yeah that is the same standard as other friends that I have yeah and something that I'm so passionate about yeah and for us to have passions that align with with each other that's why it works out yeah and I think one thing that I had to learn how to do for myself is that I had to learn to differentiate when we're having friend time and when we're having, like, business time. Because a lot of times I will just think of ideas and I will rattle them off to Erica and it doesn't matter where where we are or what we're doing. But I had to learn how to be like, okay, Shelby, like, we're having friend time. So one thing that I do now is I just write everything down in in my phone. I put a note. And then, like, if we're discussing it or we're having a conversation or it's a better time, then I'll send that to her. Um, I think another thing that helps me and Erica is that we literally schedule friend time. Like, yeah. friend time to just talk and laugh and kiki with <laughs> no work. Like, I think a couple months we did, like, a staycation, and the thing was we couldn't talk or do work. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. We definitely were like, we're not going to talk about work. We're just going to talk about fun stuff, get cute, go eat, and that's it. Yeah. And I think that's important, too. Because you don't want to just be work, 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 and then lose your friendship as well. Yeah. But also, some businesses, business partnerships, you lose your friendship because there's money involved. There's a lot of responsibility involved that people get kind of like, you know, nervous about. And that's why you have to be, you have to have your, your friend has to be somebody that you can really honestly trust. Yeah. But at the same time, everybody that's your friend, you can't go into business with them because what who you think won't do you wrong when Ooh. there's some money involved, Ooh. you better watch your back. I'm Ooh. just saying. Oh, 
I felt that in my spirit. <laughs> and that's because I just felt that. Don't say Erica didn't warn you. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just sum it up. I think that you can definitely go into business with your friend. I just feel like you have to be very careful. And it's something that you have to pray about. If you have any yeah. type of unease about it, I would pump your brakes. Yes. But you have to, kind of like what Erica said, you have to make sure that you're on the same page. And even though me and Erica are really good friends, we don't always agree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't always have the same ideas. We don't always see eye to eye. But I think what helps us is that we have a mutual respect for her, for one another. And there are things that we do that Erica is more passionate about. For instance, like Erica loves doing video. She loves doing production type of stuff. So... If we're trying to make a decision on that and Erica feels, and we're at odds and she feels more, you know, strong about it, more than likely we're going to go with what she says because that's her passion and kind of vice versa. Yeah. So it's all about like checks and balances and being on the same page and having a mutual respect. And even though you may not always agree, it's just doing what is the best that you all can agree to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a friendship is really too. Yeah. But when you involve business, it really gets, you know, murky. Like, she always says, we basically married. Um, yeah, we got a bank account. <laughs> we got a joint account. <laughs> like, like, she stuck we, with me. Like, she's going to have to go in there on her own couch, and I'm going to call the next day, and she's going to get over it. Hey, I signed a prenup, so. <laughs> she didn't, y'all. I'm just <laughs> you came in with what you left with, okay? Um. So, anyways, moving along. So, the mentor moment. I want us to talk about um, anxiety, mm-hmm. dealing with that, dealing mm-hmm. with anxiety. I feel like for me personally, anxiety, there's little anxiety things that happen every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so what are some things that give you anxiety and how do you face those? So I get anxiety if I know that I have to speak in front of a group or people. I get really bad anxiety. I get anxiety if I'm doing something or going somewhere by myself for the first time. And I have really bad driving anxiety. Um, Those are things that I'm currently still working through. Like for instance, like with my, um, with talking in front of people or doing something new and different things like that. Like, one thing that I just do is I literally just have to pump the brakes and take a deep breath. And I keep telling myself, like, Shelby, you can do this. Shelby, you can do this. Like, like I have to tell myself that I can do it. Like, I essentially have to pump myself up for it. And one thing, this may sound weird, but I always think about what is the worst that could happen. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about what the worst that can happen, like, for instance, like, if I go and I do something new, like, in a room full of new people, the worst that can happen is they don't like me and they don't talk to me. I'm only child. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna be okay and once you realize what the worst that can happen isn't the worst that kind of psychs me out a little bit but it still doesn't I guess like I still get it like it doesn't matter what you do sometimes you're just still gonna get anxiety yeah that's that's a good point though for for me I get anxiety just by being in traffic <laughs> or I get anxiety by going somewhere that I've never been before like unknown territory when I don't know what to expect because I'm the type of person I like to think 10 steps ahead I like mm-hmm. to be prepared so if it's ever a situation where I'm not prepared for it I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know who's gonna be there yeah I just freak out to where like my stomach starts hurting I just start like I can't eat nothing I like I'm just tripping so for me it's even been so bad to where I try to pray it away and I don't even have the words to pray for it 
Yeah. Because it's just like, it's just something, the adrenaline just like comes over me and I yeah. just start freaking out about stuff. But like you said, I, that's a good point is to, um, what is the worst that could happen? And so when you think about that, then it's like, you should be able to calm down. But when you're in that situation, yeah. it's, it's hard. And so I also get anxiety when I'm in a group of people that I don't know. Oh, yeah. And I haven't necessarily figured out why I'm like that. But I, I always blame it on because I'm shy. I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to a bunch of people. But that could be part of it. Um, because I'm, I feel like once I get to know somebody, then you can't get me to be quiet. But if it... <laughs> Did I, ask, did I ask for amen? <laughs> but so, I mean, anxiety can really be a challenge every single day. Yeah. And there's different levels to it. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I do endure a little bit every single day. And of to course. even get through that, I feel like at the times where I try to pray about it and I really just don't even have the words to pray for it, I feel like at that time, God is like, you need to just sit in my presence and just... Put your worship music music on, whatever you need to do yeah. to have that peace over you. Because yeah. that's really what it is. You just you you don't have the peace about whatever is giving you that anxiety. Yeah. So it's tough, y'all. It's it a day to day day to day challenge. Yeah, and it's hard. And I think so many people have anxiety and they don't talk about it, or they're ashamed to talk about it, or they don't tell their friends, yeah. or they have silent pan. They or they have these silent attacks and they're they're um, silently suffering, and I, I think that it's okay to discuss or tell someone that you have an anxiety, whether that's God or a friend or a family yeah. member, mm-hmm. and I think it's definitely healthy to look for ways for you to cope with it, because how you cope with things, I might not necessarily cope with things. Exactly. So I think it's definitely okay to talk about it, and I think it's definitely okay to try to find healthy ways to, you know, deal with it and just kind of know that you're not alone. Nope, you're definitely not alone. I feel like everybody deals with it in some capacity. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, we'll leave you with some words of encouragement. Um, this verse is really special to me. I've been praying on it for a while. Um, it's Ephesians 3.20. And so, that verse says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power, That is at work within us. So basically, whatever you're asking God for, okay, cool. But he can do more than that. Oh, yeah. He's going to do more than that. He's going to do more than you've ever asked. That's why I always believe that you need to ask big. Like, oh, God, can you just give me like $2,000 more on my check? Well, he can do more than that. You know what I mean? Amen. Please do it in the name of Jesus. Hey, go big. Add as many zeros as you want, Jesus. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I just want um, to pray over you guys before we let you go. And before we do that, if you are not following us on social media, you definitely should. Follow us on Instagram at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. Follow us on Twitter at MelaninTV underscore. And if you're listening to our podcast right now, be sure to screenshot it and share it to your story and let us know that you're listening. Yep. And join us for our next episode. And if you have any questions, slide in our DMs and we will answer them here <laughs> in our mentor moment. Yes. Okay. So, bye here. Close your eyes, Shelby. Unless you're driving. But if you're driving, <laughs> please keep your eyes open. Okay. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day that you have blessed us with. I would like to pray for everyone under the sound of my voice and ask that you will just give them the peace that passes all understanding. Whatever is giving them anxiety, whatever is giving them worry, what is giving them fear, 
I pray that you let them know that you are God and that all we need to do is be still and just know that you have everything under control. So please cover us all with the peace that passes all understanding and the protection of your angels so that we will be able to conquer this week. We'll be able to do that you will be able to do immeasurably more than we can ever ask for or think. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>